Hello everybody, Mike Mel here, back with another episode of the Whipsawed Podcast. This is episode number 59. Today I just want to talk a little bit about improvements and them not always working. You know, testing new ideas don't always originate from wonder, but from pain, frustration, embarrassment, plus any other feelings we don't like very much. You know, losing money is a big one. You know, we don't want to lose anymore. So we come up with some fancy new ideas that might seem logical, but they hold no merit. Over time, they are more so addressing the feelings we don't like about losing money rather than the uh, real underlying solution to uh, improve our strategies, improve our discipline, things like that. Um, Investment managers have a lot riding on performance. You know, if they don't perform well, most half-committed investors will most likely bail. Uh, you know, losing money serves as a great stimulant to see who's really bought in. And in my experience, most people are bought into making money, winning consistently, not necessarily uh, the process. So a major losing streak a lengthy one, a steep one, uh, is going to be what breaks the uh, breaks the camel's back um, for these types of investors. You know, when a cold streak rolls through, it tests the will of everyone involved. You know, shaking investor confidence in the manager, and even the manager's confidence in his or her own philosophy and process in general. You know, we all know the point of investing is to make money over time. I don't think. Anyone would dispute that, but I don't think the desire to make money is enough to make money, especially in the markets. You need something deeper. You need to have some testament, some set of commandments, um, you know, some moral code and and philosophy that guides you. It can't all be about results because if you're measuring results, you can continuously measure those results on a shorter and shorter time frame. You know, should we make money every year? Now, I don't believe that's up to us, the manager and investors. We have no control over returns. We have no control over luck and payoff and the streaks that that occurs in. We do have control over managing risk and protecting ourselves. You know, not betting too much, not betting too concentrated, uh, things like that. You know, when to cut a losing investment, you know, how quickly, things like that. With no, with no control over the returns. Anyway, moving on. Um, you know, the markets are too cruel. You know, they, they're unforgiving. The, they're a dangerous place to act, act out our unresolved issues. And we have, if we have an issue about hating to lose, and we want to win all the time, every quarter, every year, every month, whatever, uh, it could become very costly to relieve ourselves of our pain, uh, of that, you know, that, that derives from that, uh, you know, from not wanting to lose. So, I believe it's imperative to come up with a, with a philosophy and, think about things a little more practically 
and with common sense. You know, we can't, we have to stay away from, you know, heavy frustration and stay away from organizing our business to the point where it forces us to make money all the time. Because if we don't, we go under type of thing. And there's a lot of that going on where there's a lot of bloated, bloated industries, bloated funds that carry this pressure day to day, week to week, month to month. And they can't think straight, you know, because their jobs are riding on it. And, and that's a, uh, it's a major, major advantage to stay away from that, especially to keep costs down to only get the committed people and investors um, you know, committed to the process, not necessarily to the results, and especially not make their living uh, count on it. Um, you know, so most, most mediocre managers are going to you know, adapt their philosophy, usually the one that's been working lately, you know, if it's, in my case, if it's, I'm a diversified trend-following investor, you know, looking for trends in a lot of different markets, not just stocks, but also currencies, commodities, and bonds, and most recently, crypto. Um, if that as a whole isn't working as well as saying an index fund that's just long-only stocks, all in on stocks, and stocks for producing the best trends, over the last couple of years or a few years or something, you know, man, I really want to, you know, if I'm a mediocre manager, I, I feel like I would have that pull to, you know what, maybe we got to go in all on stocks because this is how we're going to raise money and get bigger and yada, yada, yada. And that's how I make more money for myself and all these things. Uh, that, those feelings tend to come around uh, at the worst possible time. Um, and they tend to come around with a lot of other people are having those feelings as well. And that creates major, uh, I believe, trend shifts uh, in the markets in general. So, you know, that's just something to, if you're an investor or if you're a manager listening, you know, be a little more, um, you know, reflective on that. You know, uh, try to be aware more of how you're feeling and when. And I think you'll find that the strongest periods where you have these feelings, uh, even if you don't act on them, are are great indicators for uh, turning points in in performance, uh, just in market and stock trends in general. Um, just a fun little exercise to to do. Um, you know, so expanding on this though, I think mediocre managers who act on their uh, act on their feelings are going to get praise from mediocre investors they're going to see this as you know a noble appropriate and, a, and a, like a logical way of of handling things like oh yeah well you know why wouldn't you change your strategy you, you know you haven't been making money lately and that's isn't that what the point of this whole thing is is to make money um, you know, so do what you got to do. And, you know, that, that sounds great. And you get the bravado, the rah-rah, the, the hard nose, you know, approach, you know, matter of fact, stuff like that. But that's, 
that's all I believe for you know ego ego driving ego feeding it's not necessarily something that's sustainable over the long run and 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 maybe maybe you do you know people do have success with that but I believe that they still have a major risk of one day it not working and then they're in trouble you know so conversations like this you know generally occur during drawdowns you know losing streaks uh in layman's terms and you know especially if they occur uh frequently or one's going on for an extended period of time and sometimes they occur subconsciously even if the manager and client never speak about it you know there's just there it feels it might feel like an underlying tension where the maybe regular banter and tone between a manager and an investor is you know light friendly you know funny uh and then it starts to get a little bit you know less frequent uh maybe short to the point responses and conversations not necessarily cracking jokes and things like this like these are all to me red flags that if I have this relationship with an investor, I know that our relationship is mostly based on performance. And if I don't perform well, I'm no good to them. They don't care about me. They care about the performance. And they're just going to run to someone else to try to get that performance. So that, to me, is not a sustainable relationship over the long run. Um, because in markets... Like I said before, we don't have control over the over luck and payoff. We have control over risk control and how to protect ourselves. Now, most people don't they're not gonna be on board with that. They're not gonna they're not gonna accept that fact. They're gonna say, Yes, we do have control and I'm gonna go find it. Watch me. And this is what I pay you for. I pay you to make money. And if you don't make money, what do I pay you for? You're no good to me. Like, you know, there's no way to uh, avoid coming across some of that in, in your career. But it's, it's uh, I believe, you know, for me, it's imperative to steer clear. And, uh, you know, I do know that some people do make concessions, especially if the account's you know, the investor is very large. Like, eh, well, I'll put up with this for a while. But, you know, I know the first sign of trouble, this investor is going to leave, you know, the, because that's just the way they are. So they'll bounce around, you know, from manager to manager, looking for returns all the time. But there's nothing I can do about that. So, you know, hopefully we do well on their little pit stop Um when they invest with me, but, uh, I know this is probably not going to be a 10 plus year relationship. So, you know, that's just life in the markets, life as a, as a, as a fund manager, as an investor. So, uh, moving on just to wrap up, I would say that quote unquote, improving the strategy, you know, typically serves as a self-correcting mechanism to remind the manager to stick to his or her original philosophy that does have merit it's just out of favor right now and to not change it or quote-unquote adapt it every time they run into some uh, losing streaks so 
you know, these are these are skills that I believe are hard to learn or hard to develop day one. Uh, if so, I think that's great. But it generally, I think, takes some making some mistakes uh, doing this in real time and to understand, like, damn, you know, if I just stuck to my thing, this is just a temporary dip. But it felt like so much worse in the meantime. Or, or maybe it's a it's a good entry point to revisit your bloated infrastructure and overhead, if that's the case. Uh, but, you know, these are all generally good entry points to, to learn about yourself, learn about your business, learn about your investors, and to adjust them and, uh, you know, hopefully stay true to your original thing, because there's probably nothing wrong with it in the first place. But if so, if there is, then okay, improve it. But, uh, uh, but yeah, just to keep an open mind on, you know, your own philosophy and not to always see something wrong with it if it's not performing well. Um, you know, to, to, uh, to walk that balancing act of discipline and improving and always be reflecting to see, uh, where you're at and, uh, help yourself going forward. Well, that's all I have for today. Cause I'm starting to ramble a little bit. So, um, I'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening.